It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, Darkness, my old friend. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa. Maud and Charlie back once again for a dual stream. And uh, we are both probably thinking that we wish it wasn't a dual stream and the other person was just handling it themselves, don't we? What an awful way for us both to end the weekend. Yep. it's We waited all weekend for that. Not that I had much better expectations, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was it was definitely a low expectations game, but like it honestly worse than I than I expected somehow. Mm-hmm. I I was expecting a pretty a pretty bad a pretty bad outcome. Yeah. So Vegas Golden Knights with a 6-3 victory. Doesn't seem to matter which goalie is in net for this ends. Doesn't seem to matter what the forward lines are, what the deep pairings are. At this point, we're just totally cooked. No, this team sucks. Like, just flat out, the team sucks. Um, I don't know. I, I, like, I, gen- I genuinely don't know how else to put it. This, this team sucks so bad. I'm, I'm I've, fully I've, expecting a lottery pick at this point. Like the Dallas, yeah. the Dallas game, I think was my breaking point. And then this game, I'm just kind of numb to it. This okay. So this game was my. This was my breaking point. Um, yeah. Like this, 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 this is the night that killed me. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm a I, now I'm past the point of being mad. Like I'm 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 past the point of being mad or upset by the result of a game. Um I just I I I don't care. Like I'm exhausted from putting so much thought and like energy into this dog shit hockey team. Yeah. So at at this point, like unless unless it's while I'm watching the game or doing game over. I'm putting zero thought into this team for a while. Like I can't, I can't deal. I can't mm-hmm. deal with it. Like I used to. I, the whole point after the season, I've been stressing out over. And I mean, I mean, I don't know. Stressing out is maybe like a generous way of putting it, but caring about line combinations and and quotes after a game. Fuck it. Yeah, none of that feels if, like it matters. Uh, no, unless they're playing or like we're doing the show. 
I don't mm. I don't care. I don't care. It's Ugh. it's totally the point of the season where if I wasn't being paid to cover this team, it's like you turn that game off once it becomes four to two or five to two and you just go to bed, right? Oh yeah, halfway through that second period I'm asleep. Like on on a normal on on a you know, like and I feel bad because I've said exactly that multiple times already this season and and it makes me feel kind of bad because i'm like you know if i didn't have this like dream part-time job mm-hmm. then like i wouldn't be watching and like and, and, and it feels like every time i bring like with the how with how often i've brought it up it feels like i'm not like thankful enough because i'm kind of i'm kind of honestly i'm like i'm complaining about this job more than i'm like in enjoying it uh publicly anyway on stream uh and i feel bad about that but like fuck this team basically yeah. is, is like you it's... wish you could cover another team right now oh yeah 100%. any team that can any team that can at least be average we can't even do that can't even be average yeah like i'd be thrilled with game over wild you know like game over <laughs> minnesota give me give me like another disappointing team but not as disappointing you mm-hmm. know like a team that can make a coaching change yeah i was gonna say at least the wild could make a coaching change they actually had the guts to do it and fired a coach that the fan base liked and i'm, I'm sure the players yeah. still liked yeah like but, uh, but over here like, we can't do that of the three coaches who are fired were any of them truly hated by the fan base Don't none so. of them none no. of them uh uh, what's his name? Barube in St. Louis seemed to be still universally loved even after being fired. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Minnesota, not like disliked at all. Edmonton, what didn't Woodcroft end up with like the highest point percentage of any Oilers goalie or a goalie coach? I can't. I'm... I think so. Yeah. Why his his record was still really good. It was just uh, a bad he, month. He or stopped so. so many shots from behind the bench. He was amazing. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe they put, should have put him in net for the, to the start of the season. That might have helped. It um, might have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. That's one of the weirdest, weirdest uh, slips I've ever had on an episode. Um, yeah. Like, you have an entire fan base begging for a coaching change. And I've just, I've just accepted the fact that, uh, that, like, I mean, well, Grant, I've, I've accepted this. Uh, a while back um i said on an episode that lo- thank god i did that florida game as a solo show because oh, yeah. any if i had a guest on for that episode and, and i did have a guest luckily he was busy um <laughs> after that five nothing florida game and i said if if dj smith st- in the whole coaching staff still has a job after this game then and lauer and steos like aren't serious um that Here we was are three weeks later yes exactly weeks later um so if the players have any fucking thing to say about the crowd booing and chanting fire dj when they're back home from this oh, road God. trip embarrassed like no there's nothing they can say it was silly when they said it like a month ago it would be unbelievable if they have anything to say after this road trip and you know like what's the what's the first home game the pittsburgh game yeah the first game back yep yeah so the crowd is going to be because like listen dj's keeping his job right like he's going to have this job through christmas so the the crowd is going to lay into him like crazy at that game if anyone shows up um (laughs) yeah um what i was just thinking was they better 
the the team themselves uh better hope that everyone already bought tickets to that game before christmas you know and that they don't still have a bunch of tickets to sell uh before this road trip ends because oh boy um for a little bit of insider information here behind the scenes i was supposed to go to that game but charlie was unable to do the show that night and now i'm glad that i don't have to go to that game because i as much as uh it sucks to come on here and have to rant all the time i would rather sit at home and not have to actually physically go to the game at this point we're we're not even through december yet and i don't even want to go to the games anymore i've i've been to three games and they won all of them but what the hell like it's just a garbage team at this point i i've got i've been lucky that i've been able to see wins I'm jealous. The only game I've been to so far was the Sabres game. Uh, and uh, my brother and I were given uh, two tickets for the uh, Devils game on the 29th, which like I'm going to go because it's free. I'm still going to pay 20 bucks for parking and buy a $15 beer or whatever and be <laughs> mad about it at the end of the day. But like you'll need that beer to get through the game. So it'll be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go to that game, obviously, like. It was free, so I'm gonna go. But I'm kind of I'm gonna be dreading it all day leading up to that. Yeah. Even even like doing the show at this point, especially if it's a solo show, we're already at the point where it's like, okay, what the hell are we gonna talk about when this team inevitably lays another egg, right? We have a little bit of that tonight too. Like I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit about the actual game here in a bit although there's not much to say um but we do have a, a little extra segment planned uh for later in today's show that is just a little fun side thing since uh once again not much to talk about from this game yeah um i don't know about you i feel like i repeat myself every episode oh yeah definitely like just it's the same thing over and over and over again like the last episode I did was on uh, on Friday for the uh, for the Dallas game, and I had my buddy Sam on. And for the fr- now, this is the first episode in like God, I don't even know how many. I actually went through the game like point by point, just kind of going over a bunch of stuff because it, it was a high event game. It was a night, it was a high event game, and I was like, I we we need to go through this game because I've like cheated that and just complained about the team in general for the last three, four episodes in a row. And like, I've just kind of skipped over, like actually going through a game. And I was like, I can't do it again because I'm just saying the exact same thing for a fifth episode in a row. And like anyone who's tuning in still like, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to be saying the same thing. Like you don't want to be listening to me going like the team's defense sucks and the goalies can't make the big save. And DJ dump and chase dump and chase. I I think I've said dump and chase more in the last three months than the previous 27 years of my life combined. I bet you have. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I get what you mean because I had one game, uh it was the Islanders game where they allowed three goals, I think, in the second period, and it was like two goals yeah. in six seconds. Where I wrote up I took notes for that whole game. Then I came on and I didn't even fucking read any of my notes because it was like, <laughs> I was just so pissed. I was ready to rant. Although She went off script. Off script. Yeah. Now, though, at this point, it's like, I, I'm going to have to be taking notes because what the hell else am I going to talk about with some of these games? It's like, I don't have the energy to be super angry anymore. Like, we're not coming on here yelling and screaming. It's just kind of dejected, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know what the 
the stages of uh the, or the five stages of uh hockey fan yeah, is I'm in with the, this team the but it's gone yeah anger stage, anger yeah exactly anger to being upset to acceptance i don't know what the next two are but yeah whatever they are <laughs> we'll find out i'm sure mhm um any any thoughts about this actual game? Anything that stuck out to you? Because I'm like, fuck, where do we even like begin at trying to break down that mess? At least I never had hope, unlike the Dallas game. Yeah, um, I mean, they gave us a little bit of hope with a decent first period, but just the fact that we saw that Dallas game right before, you knew what was going to happen, right? You knew that they weren't going to be able to actually hold, hold on to, uh, not even hold on to the lead, just stay in the game and have it not be a blowout. Like no one, no one's buying it at this point. Yeah, if if the Sens can't win a game where they're up to nothing after two shots, um, I I was like, I'm I'm not going to believe they can win until they have a three goal lead or more. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously that never happened tonight. Um, <laughs> not going to happen just, very often anymore. I don't think. No, the uh, it was two. It was two one. I was like, all right, well, we'll see how this completely completely when, turns when it around. was 2-1 all the only thought that i had in terms of positivity was okay we're gonna need corpus Allo to steal this game if we want to have a chance and then he yeah. let in the biggest softy ever before the first period was even done so we couldn't even have that we can't even have a hot goalie win us a game Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And it sucks because, like, he cooled off after the first, but the first period for Josh Norris, that, like, I wrote that down as, like, my biggest positive takeaway was how amazing Norris looked early on in this game. Like, yeah, scores, but then also, like, he's flying. Like, he drove the net so hard. And I think part of it that what, what I loved is because, like, this team just doesn't do that very often. Um, so seeing one guy in particular just like just carry the puck through the zone and like just try and do it all himself a couple times was so nice to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had just he had two drives apart. to the net like that in one shift. Yeah, it was unreal. Mm -hmm. um, Thing is about Norris, like I would say he's probably my biggest positive today too, except um, the fifth goal which was one of the most embarrassing and pathetic goals I've ever seen an NHL team allow, especially with the whole shift leading up to that. Um, I, I'm glad someone posted the screenshot of this on Twitter 
because I wanted to know who the players were going to the bench who just fucking left. Oh my they, god. They just said fuck it and left. And uh, Kubalik, whose stick was broken, okay, fair enough, you try to go get uh, a stick from the bench, although it's still not the best idea. The other player was Norris. Just He just left. So he had a great game and then like totally blows it there. So even the, the most positive... The biggest positive from this game, it's like he still had a horrible moment. Yeah, I'm watching the replay on that, and um, I like, don't know listen, why. Listen, I, I, I rag on Hamnick a lot, and I don't doubt that he was in legitimate pain. If you're, if if Hamnick, like one thing I cannot fault Hamnick for is, like he's tough as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, dude could have his head cut off in the game. Like he could lose a limb. He could lose a limb. His, his he could lose a leg, and I'd be like, he'll be back in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's unbelievably tough. So if he's down on the ice, like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give him too much shit. He did get up and he was fine. So I don't want to give him too much shit. He 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 was down there for a while, but Chikrin just he didn't move. He stood there and just kind of mm. spun. You know, Floating like he. Around. Just and I I remember I think it was the last episode we were on together, and I had mentioned how like Chicken's defensive play was like starting to concern me. Um, as of about a week ago, like four or five games ago, maybe I'm I'm I officially hit the point of like I'm concerned with his defensive play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean at that point I don't know like. I'm not saying that you should be like it's four two. Let's give up, but like the, I mean, the whole everyone on the ice uh, on that play looked super dejected and just out of it. Yeah, you but could like, tell they had quit. Other than Hammond, yeah, like Chikrin, dude, skate man. Like he's looked mm-hmm. so good offensively, and he's he's on hot, such a hot stretch now scoring, but like. I don't know. I don't know. Like, and, and not, not to say that he looks awful and the rest of the team looks great in their own zone, but like, I don't know if, I, if I'm, if I'm trying to like zoom in on someone on that and granted, like, like you said that everyone on that fifth Vegas goal was looked awful, but like, he's not even, he's not even moving. Yeah. I, um, I see what you mean. I'm glad that he's at least been picking up points on this road trip because the defensive deficiencies are at least masked somewhat by offensive production, but uh, right. with, like with the next game coming up against Arizona, I was basically thinking like, oh, well, I'll do kind of a revisiting the trade and seeing uh, what Arizona did with the draft picks, you know, and like evaluating Chikrin so far on the Sens. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree with you that it's it's been hit and miss, so... Uh, I'm curious to look into like the ad- advanced uh, defensive metrics and and see uh, what his numbers are like for that because it's it's been rough, like it's it's the sort of thing where you wouldn't notice it as much or it wouldn't be as much of a big deal if we had Shabbat healthy this whole time, but because you have to play Shabbat or sorry you have to play Chikrin and Sanderson just constantly just keep throwing them back out there, it's not going to improve yeah. in this situation. No, and, and um, you know, if, if, on the subject of you know being a little bit negative about certain players, um, uh, Sanderson's probably had his like worst stretch of five games in his career yeah, so far. I think so. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't look like himself right now. And uh, I can't, I, I feel so, I wanted to write down who posted it. I can't remember who it was, but I saw on Twitter someone say that like Sanderson is like making plays that if it were Shabbat making the same mistakes, he'd be getting absolutely chewed out online. Oh, definitely. But because Sanderson because... is the golden boy right now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, just, I mean, the whole team needs to be better, but um, I don't know. Just everyone's having a cold stretch at, I don't know, the worst. <sighs> the Sens yeah. have won eight of their last 22 games. Like, I don't know. Fuck me. When like, you put what it are we like supposed that? to do with that? Yeah. Jeez. You start the season three and one, and then, <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. God. I guess we can talk about Angus Crookshank a little bit, but we knew yeah. damn well that he wasn't going to get more than like five minutes of ice time, and I'm going to check what it was right now. Let's see. Oh, actually, he got 10 minutes. I was surprised that it was that high because I felt like uh, in the second period, I only saw him like twice because there was a lot of yeah. penalties. It was a lot of uh, power play and penalty kill. Um, I'm glad he got a call up, though. I, I thought he was good. okay. Pretty good in limited minutes. I I was kind of hoping like in the third period that DJ would just like shove him on uh, Norris or Stutzla's wing, just try to get him a goal, you know, in front of his yeah, family. Yeah, give him like seven, eight minutes in the third. Who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I think he looks solid. Um, and listen, when you're a struggling team and you can't get any depth scoring, you gotta throw McEwen and Kelly above Crookshank and Smeckle. You just <laughs> yeah. gotta. God damn. You know, funny thing, Kastelik and McEwen ended up with three minutes less than Crookshank, which shows you the caliber of players we've been playing in our bottom six is that Crookshank comes up and immediately gets more ice time than those guys get. So how, how do you how do you not with with those two guys that are that have been called up? Granted, I mean, I don't know, did did, did Spinkle even play a game in Belleville since being yeah, I don't sent know. down and called back up? I have no idea. It was a quick like back and forth. He was um, good tonight too. Yeah, how do you not just immediately put Greg between those two? Mm -hmm. Like, how is that it's not the, it's the just, obvious like, move. a no-brainer third yeah. line? I, Especially I because it. Kelly Castellick McEwen is your obvious like bang and crash fourth line. It sucks. Don't get me wrong, but those are the three players that you yeah. put together. Uh, you don't really need them on the third line, so at least put the guys who have a little bit of offensive talent together, right? Yeah, they, they, yeah, those, those bottom, yeah, Kelly, Kastelik, and and McEwen, they, they're all fast and they hit and they do nothing else. Just put them together, mm -hmm. put them on the ice for twenty five seconds, and then put someone else on. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. I don't, I just, I don't. Get, did you see? Did you see? Um, I can't remember if it was a Sens account that posted it, but like in practice, it was just footage of McEwen scoring like a lacrosse goal. Oh like, yeah. And it just reminded me like holy shit, if you're in the NHL, you're unbelievable at hockey. Mm -hmm. Um You wouldn't but... tell from watching games. No, that, that no. that's the case. Just, yeah, like it, anyone who who makes the NHL is unbelievably talented, but in the context of like a full NHL lineup, the top end guys are so beyond talented. It, it, I think on if, if if nothing else, it just like re it like reaffirms like oh, okay, so like the the good ones are like good. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, no, McEwen should be on the fourth line, and it's re- absolutely insane. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. In a perfect world, McEwen is in Belleville. Um, honestly, um, three-year contract. Um, yeah. Do you want to um, do you want to throw it to the chat? We got a few comments please. that we can look yes, over. Absolutely. Um, our uh, the the fan base's Angus Crookshank number one fan, uh, Louis in the chat he did say that uh schmeckel greg and crookshank was the third line uh from the second period on so they did end up making that change um to be honest i didn't even really notice because i was just kind of scrolling twitter on my phone for the whole third period is like i didn't miss much but that's good at least uh that that needs to be the line uh heading into the next game why did they even try anything else in the first period yeah exactly Let's see. Uh, Van Michael says, I can't believe there's a better chance of the Habs making the playoffs this season than the Sens. Who would have thought that before the season started? Man, I saw a Habs fan on Twitter straight up saying, what the hell are the Sens doing keeping these coaches? And and just saying, like, they're, the Sens roster is too talented to be this bad. Even our rival fans are, like, not even other than Detroit, because we know how that is. Um, Our rival fans are just like, wow, you shouldn't even be this bad. Instead of just, like, totally dunking on us it's like other people can see it too like it's not just us eh yeah um i don't remember what game it was but there's that there's that really uh often quoted uh dj smith quote from the season where he says this isn't rock bottom um oh yeah it is now rock bottom is when habs fans feel bad for you (laughs) yeah that's that's rock bottom. Oh god. Uh, and I don't know. I, 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 as I've gotten older, I struggle with dunking on like a fan base as a whole because as I've gotten older, I've I've realized that there are a lot of great, like just for just specifically in the Sens conversation, the Sens fandom conversation with biggest rivalries. There's a lot of great Leafs fans. There's a lot of great Habs fans and there's a lot of shitty Sens fans. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where uh, I love dunking on specific people. Uh, I will never get tired of getting into it with, with, with our very own at SCPN, uh, Justin Fisher on Twitter. That's always a fun back and forth for, you know, getting into it with a, with a Leafs fan. But like, I kind of, I, I I just I was just joking that it was like rock bottom when Habs fans feel bad for you, but at the same time, like I kind of appreciate the fact that like there are some, you know, uh, mature enough fan bases in like rival uh, teams that are just like, fuck, I can't imagine how rough that is, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part that sucks for me is we don't even have any ammo to chirp back at anyone at this point. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's. It's- that's the point where it's rock bottom is when we can't even we don't even have anything uh ahead of the other teams to to chirp them with nothing. No, we uh we as a fan base had a shit ton of games in hand that we were leaning on heavily. That is disappearing. So now yep. now now we can't even say ah the Sens have eight games in hand or only back by four points of this team. It's that's like it's gone. It's completely gone. Mhm. Uh, David in the chat said, Hello Darkness, my old friend, makes me think of Sound of Silence, Simon and Garfunkel song. 
a decade of darkness for these sins, maybe as long as the last Euler's such decade was. Uh, that mm. that was 100% the reference, and also a little bit of a Arrested Development gob bluth in there, too. Um, but yeah, the decade, we're, man, because we're not going to be in the playoffs this year, right? And then potentially playoffs in 2025, maybe? That's damn near, damn near 10 years. That's like eight years at that point. Um, I, like, my dad is an Edmonton fan, so I saw how bad it was for that whole decade before they got McDavid, and I'm like, oh god, we're just that. We're just that now. We, uh, we have the good young players, and the team still sucks. So I'm, I'm not even convinced about 2025. Exactly. So, exactly. In a tough division, so. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think Buffalo might be a better comparison than Edmonton. Um, yeah, makes sense. Because Buffalo hasn't made the playoffs since, what, 2010, 2011, somewhere in there? Yeah, 2011. Um, and it's not looking any more likely this season as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, Sabres, another, in a similar boat to the Sens, where this was supposed to be the year. Yeah, um, we're right there with them and now. And it just, it just isn't. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're seven points up on Ottawa with six games more played, so... Um, God, man! Before you even mentioned Buffalo, uh, Arham in the chat said, "Where do we go from here? Don't have a star prospect coming, and we have the core. We are the Buffalo Sabers," is what they said. So, both of you on the same page. And the thing is, yeah. when he mentions uh, "don't have a, a star prospect coming," it makes me think. Well, at least Buffalo has had high picks recently. Recently, like they had Zach Benson uh, playing. He, he's he's had some nice plays as a rookie, and. Uh, they had Matthew Savoy, Savoy, from from a, a couple drafts ago, who who's a good yeah. good young forward coming up too. So I mean, compare their prospect pool to ours right now. Like we literally have fucking nothing coming up. So even Buffalo's situation, at least they still have some of those like young high picks who aren't on the team yet. All of our young high picks are on the team, or we traded away our, all our first round picks, or had them removed from the league. Yeah. So you could argue um, the, that it's worse for us than it is for Buffalo. Just gonna yeah, put that out there. Um, yeah, cupboards are empty. Um, no first round pick the last two years. Uh, the previous first round pick has been missing since the summer. Uh, no one knows what the hell's going on with with Tyler Boucher. Oh God! Um, <laughs> I swear he he's been kidnapped. He doesn't exist anymore. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, there's nothing. How no injury information. Not a single media member, like, asked the Belleville coaching staff, like, what the fuck? So and then, stupid. So, there's nothing as far as, like, yeah, there's 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 nobody that the Sens fans are able to look at, like, we're going to put all of our hope into Tyler Clevin. Like, I think Tyler Clevin's going to be an NHL, every, an everyday NHL defenseman. Mm-hmm. He's not moving the needle, you know. Like, God, like Crookshank, and then and then might like be you our said, top prospect Crookshank or Could like be. him or Clevin, like a Stapchuk is yeah, going to be maybe. decent, I think. Mm-hmm. But like, and then even then, at some point, one of the next three first round picks isn't going to happen. It's going to have to be the furthest one in three years. We're sure as shit not giving up a first this year. And uh, probably not next year either, because next year, like you were saying earlier, not even, not even a, a guarantee of playoffs. 
So hopefully in three years, hopefully in three years, you can give up a, a first round pick that's in the playoff range. But who knows at this yeah, point? This is this is full cope mode. This is this is full on cope mode mm -hmm. where I'm really, really hoping for an outcome similar to when the New Jersey Devils were fined a first round pick when Kovalchuk retired and then just signed in the KHL. And then they're like, seriously? And the league was like, ah, fuck, maybe you're right. Never mind. So fingers crossed that like like the punishment is pulled back a bit but I, yeah i don't think it's too likely um the league loves vegas too much for that to happen i agree if the league lowered the the punishment at all then then vegas would just complain again and they always get their way so yeah, I, I preface it with whatever your sense fans and the team sucks. Ah, you're very, very, you're very, you are very, very good at chirping. Great job, Vegas fans. So anything I have to say means nothing because my favorite team sucks. Mm -hmm. And I, this is over the top. I don't give a fuck. Oh, no. The team is up six to two. And there's a ref you suck chant. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Was was that a blatant trip that Brady Kachuk? Yes, yes, yes. But how? But like, like, what a perfect way to like encapsulate the vibe of that team and fan base. That like you're up six to two, killing a team when they're already down, and you go, wait, what? No, you 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 missed a thing for us. Look. You missed it. You win the cup and you go, uh, this team upset us with this trade. Um, mm -hmm. Entitled attitude. It's the fuck. It's the most entitled fucking team, not just team, but like, it feels like, and like, am I jealous of the fan base? Yes. 100% I'm jealous of the fan base. They don't know what it's like to cheer for a shitty hockey team. The, the, they missed the playoffs once and mm -hmm. barely. And then they got Eichel. Actually, they already had Eichel and then couldn't get in. So, but it was all like looking up from there because you got Eichel, so you're gonna be good next year. And then they win it's the cup. Just like a yeah, just a painful level of entitlement from that entire. I want to paint with broad strokes from a lot of that fan base and absolutely mm. the management team. Yeah. Um. Another chat comment. Arham was saying, "Can't wait for the team to go nine and one in February to ruin their draft position." Um, probably March. <laughs> yeah, <gonna> be... <laughs> and the way that I want to frame this question is: Do you still want a coaching change, or do we just sit with DJ and get a top five pick at this point? Because honestly, we've waited too long. We've waited long enough. At this point, I don't care whether or not DJ coaches the rest of the season because if he stays behind the bench, then we're in the draft lottery, and that's fine by me to be honest. Because we're not making the playoffs, even if we do switch the coach at this point and go on an insane run, the odds would still be very stacked against us. Okay. My opinion changes to keep DJ in the new year. Um, I'll be like, I'm, I'm all in still on getting rid of him and bringing him in, bringing in a new coaching staff in the next two weeks. The season's still lost, but like, I'm not in full tank mode yet. Come January. Fuck it. Let's let's get that top five pick. You let's, know, let's... actually, a, a decent point that I failed to consider is that if they keep DJ 
and then they go on the classic late season run to uh, get close to like 500 or whatever, uh, then you don't want management to be like, oh, well, look, they turned it around and the players still love DJ and then keep him for the next year. So you know what? Let me change my answer to uh, get him out of here as soon as possible just so that we don't have a repeat of last year where they make our record look respectable by the end of the year and then we keep him, you know? It's a really good point. Because with how reluctant they've been to fire him already, if the team, like, does pretty well and gets to, like, ninth in the in the east or 10th or something and gets kind of close then they're going to be like well the players love dj and oh shucks we were close after the bad start so just forget that the bad start even happened and just keep him those first 65 games were fucking awful but how good did, did, did dj look when the sends won seven of their last 15 yeah, Maybe we hold like come like there's oh my god I uh, uh especially because I, don't know. I feel like what always happens with the Sens is we suck ass at the beginning of the season and then teams start to underestimate us right so we get some surprising wins against teams later in the year and and it, it evens out a little bit even though our record is still poor usually yeah so. It's possible. So I'm going to change my answer from how I originally started this conversation as uh, I think because I'm pretty sure the Sens are going to be 0-5 on the road trip at this point. That's already oh, that's yeah. rock bottom at that point, And you cannot keep the coaching staff at that point, in my opinion. No, um... the only way they should realistically stay on is if they win the next two. And even then, nah. Yeah, like I just I just. <sighs> If this is if this if this season goes full tank, I just don't want a repeat of 2011, where bless his soul, no one in Ottawa has a bad thing to say about Craig Anderson other than uh, being responsible for the Sens moving from the second overall pick to the sixth in 2011. Because yeah. dude went on a friggin' tear when Colorado traded him. Um, but you know. I don't think you'll have Whatever. to worry about that with our goalies, to be fair. No, no, that's that's fair so, as well. That's, and hey, that's fair. The sixth overall pick ended up being pretty good, didn't it? We yeah. All, the although we all got, know how that turned out. The Sens got, uh, well, if we go down the trade tree, the Sens got... Who's left? JBD? The he Sens was one ended of the up with uh, JBD, uh, Cam Talbot. Uh, but he's gone, so that's nothing. Yeah, so that's nothing. Is there anything uh, left? What was the what third, was traded for? There's Ghost a third round pick because gone. the Sens flipped Ian Cole. Yeah. And that Broussard trade. Because it was it was Broussard to because for people who are like confused because we just jumped like seven steps, it was Zibanejad, who then was flipped to the Rangers with the second round pick, I believe, for Broussard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Then Broussard was flipped to the Penguins for a first, which was no. Actually, no. That was that was Lassie Thompson. I think that that first was Thompson. No, he was Maybe. from the Duchesne deal. Oh no, that that's Duchesne right. That was twenty nineteen. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So yeah, JBD, and it was uh Philip. Uh, yeah, Philip Gustafson. So Cam Talbot gone. Um, Ian Cole flipped for a third to Columbus. But I don't remember what that third round pick. Ended Whatever up the being. third round pick ended up being, maybe that's someone who's still in the organization. But who let's knows? Let's find out right now. Let's let's yeah, take a look. Ian, Ian Cole was traded 
Uh, <laughs> I have oh, to say, by the way, Nick, Nick Moutry, whoever oh, that is. Who the fuck is that? Anyway, uh, the third round pick was then traded uh, because that third round pick was Alex Laferriere, which well, was traded he, to he's LA. Going for the Kings. He's on their team. Oh, that pick was then in the Cody CC Nikita Zaitsev trade with Toronto. Sick. Another banger trade from Pierre Dorian. It's just gone. It's just gone. I have to say as well, um, I I made the thumbnail for today as uh, Branstrom and Stone just to be a little bit uh, foolish and and like instigating. And we've gone like almost 40 minutes now and haven't even had to talk about the branch from for stone deal, which I'm over it. Yeah, you're over it. Not mad about it. What what are we going to say? I kind of still am. There's not much to say about it anymore, but I'm kind of still mad. I'm not even mad about the trade anymore. I'm just mad that like I'll forgive. I'll give I'll forgive Pierre for a lot of bad decisions because we need to remember his hands were tied a lot of the time. Whenever it came to actual real money and paying players, his hands were tied because of Melnick. What I will not forgive him for is trading who was supposed to be, and I think without a doubt, the next captain of the Sens, mm-hmm. and then just having the fucking balls to say, this is my proudest day as general manager. I think that's a worse quote than we're a team in hindsight. That's his oh, worst quote. It's, nothing comes close in my opinion. Nothing yeah. comes even close. Um, Like Eric Brandstrom is going to be Eric Carlson. Like, come on, dude. We, we all try to convince ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So Vegas owns the Sens on the ice. I think we've only beaten them once in our history. And uh, they own us in trades too. And they own us in whining to the league to uh, take away a draft pick. So that that's I think that's the the summary in conclusion. Uh, Vegas fucking owns our franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we we did have a little bit of a extra segment planned for today with uh, it was going to be all sends puck doku, but I feel like we should save it because there's going to be many more horrendous games. So. We, and we've gone on long enough here today, I, th- I feel like. So that could be something to look forward to in future episodes, I think. Sure, yeah. If you're cool that. with that. Yeah, sure. Might as well mm-hmm. save it for when there's a game that, like, we're struggling after 15 minutes. Exactly. I'll, like, I'll, I'll probably be scheduled to do a game on my own, and I'll text you, like, when we're down 4-1 in the second, and be like, hey, come on the show so, yeah. <laughs> so, we, can, so we can do this. Um. Yeah, one more thing that I want to, because I, I think this is kind of funny, um, and this is a way off topic from anything we've been talking about, but okay. I, I am not much of a betting person. However, this week, when the Blues and Sens game was upcoming, I was like, hmm, what are the odds on this game? Because I know damn well that the Sens are not winning this game, and but the Blues have a bad record, so I would bet that betting on them has a decent has decent odds. These are the bet these are bets I've made on the Sens in the last 3 days. Betting on the Blues to win, easy money. Betting on the over in Ottawa versus Dallas, easy money. Betting on Vegas regulation win today, 
easy money and then also a parlay of betting <laughs> vegas to win and uh over 5.5 goals just bet against the sens easy money it's i think it, it is uh it's a good strategy i have to say i i have yet to make any sports bet in my life um but this this season the way things are going it's 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 got it, it got you before it got me but i've started i've started thinking about it i feel like the sends are predictable enough that i could get a couple of decent ones in there and it was a uh, so like doing very small bets just like two dollar bets um thanks to steve and adam for that strategy Steve's the two dollar bets yeah, yeah exactly but um so i've i've done a couple a few bets on other teams that were more hit and miss but five bets on the sends in the last three games or was it four won all of them obviously easy just easy money because this team sucks ass and they're very predictable so i think that's pretty funny that none of those bets have, no. have missed yet uh, i'll bet on arizona I, next game there you go yeah perfect and make sure to bet on colorado too um, oh yeah that one the colorado game though when we get to that it's gonna be like impossible to make money off of betting on the abs on that game because like the sends will just continue to go even further in the toilet in the standings and then uh you're not gonna soon enough our record will be terrible that all the odds uh will never be in our favor i i've i have something in the chat here to bring down the mood even more oh god um, one, th one one thing we forgot about that brassard trade mm -hmm. is uh, that first round pick was traded in a move down that was the Keandre Miller. Uh, yeah, That's Keandre right. Miller. I remember 2018 draft day. I remember watching that. I remember where I was at the time. And I remember seeing Keandre Miller still on the board and we were coming up to pick. I didn't even know that much about him. But I was like, we need a defenseman. He looks cool. He looks awesome. We fucking trade down. They take Keandre Miller at our pick. We take JBD. And of course, I convinced myself to like JBD. And I still like him. But goddamn. Could have been better. Could have been K Andre. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I saw. Oh, you know, I shouldn't even try and reference this because I don't remember the the stat. It was something like the Sens had X number of picks in the first two rounds from 2016 through 19. Yeah, and like the. It's different now because JBD's called up. But at the time, before the season came, before the season started, I think it was that Brady Kachuk was the only player on the team who was drafted in the first two rounds between 16 and 19. I am going to look at this real quick. 2016 to 19? The... Yeah, because... So did you say first two rounds? Yeah. Yeah, so 2016, Logan Brown and Jonathan Dolan... Enough said, yeah. right? And if I remember correctly, I mean, like it had it, the number was big. There was a lot of them. Yeah, uh, Shane Maybe Bowers rounds, and Formenton remember. in 2017. At least one of those was a good pick, but obviously for off-ice reasons, he's gone. So you can't even count him. Yeah. Uh, 2018, then Brady and Bernard Docker finally making it this year, but. The fact that it took him that long was not the best. And then uh, Johnny Tachonic in the second round that year as well. Nowhere to be seen. Is and he 2019, uh, is he playing for the Oh, let's see. Yeah. It was at one right. point. Okay. 
You are correct. Leafs organization because of course. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, and then 2019 is Thompson. He got Pinto, so at least he will eventually be back on the roster. Uh, and Sogard, who will probably be on the roster very soon too, because it's not exactly like uh, Anton Forsberg is earning another contract. Um, on the subject of goaltending, real quick. Yeah. Uh, when it looked like uh, Logan Thompson was hurt, and we all <laughs> thought, "Oh, here comes the e bug." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was fully prepared for the Sens to have their uh, uh, David Ayers moment. Because the Sens were not gonna not gonna score four goals on an e-bug to tie it up, let alone even get four shots on mm-hmm. the guy. Like I was kind of no hoping point, for it. Yeah. Just like, to see the, the e-bug Sens lose to, it would have been fun. It would have been fun. Uh I was concerned because in my fantasy league with a buy-in, with a $150 buy-in where High I am stakes. the defending champion, uh, I have the Vegas tandem. And mm. I was thrilled to mm-hmm. finally have Aiden Hill back for three shots. Didn't last very long. Um, What's yeah. with the Sens injuring goalies lately without even Oh my them? god. Wall, yeah. Ottinger, Hill, and also Thompson because he he wouldn't have stayed in that game, I don't think, if uh, if they had another option other than the e-bug. Very weird. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird. Um... And it's not like, I don't think you can, and you can't point at like a style of play that's causing it. They've all, it wasn't contact with the goalie at any, at, for any of them. Mm-hmm. That's what's uh, so strange. Yeah. Like, like totally for, for Joseph Wool was just like, it looked like he made, I don't know. I don't know if we got any new info on that injury on like what it was, but it looked like it could be like, like a hip or like a knee thing. Cause he just had, had a weird stretch when he took a, it was like a shot at a weird angle, so he had like unexpected shots. So he like had to stretch in a weird way. Ottinger, he just I think I think the puck got caught under his skate, so it like kind of pulled his leg to the side. Um, yeah, and I don't know the hill one is weird though. I don't think he. I don't know if anything. I don't know what injured him or if it just like something came up because like on that Norris goal, he didn't, he didn't even, even move. Try to make the save. He he knew he was injured and he was like, "Fuck, I have to get out of the net as soon as possible." So we were lucky yeah. to even have scored on that play just because of yeah. an injury. That's another that, sad that thing wouldn't about have been this a goal. game. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't have been a goal. He would have um, saved it if, if anyone he, if he healthy hurt. was in net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just looked like he he looked like he was like in net in like the fifties. He just did like he did, mm. just standing up straight, the, the wide shooter, open five hole. Yeah. It's weird. So, so even one of our goals today, pure luck. We have nothing to hang our hats on here. You know, I didn't even see our last goal of the game by Brady because I had fully (laughs) walked away from the TV by that point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the replay real quick here because I, I have to know. I have to be educated on what. It was, it was a nice play. I will give them that. It was a nice play. Oh yeah, Norris Um, pinches up. Yeah, that was a very nice play. You could tell Vegas had stopped trying, though. Oh yeah, they're like whatever. Mm-hmm. They were ready for 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 the showers, like definitely whatever. Oh, what a what a game! Oh man, we didn't even mention special teams. Like we finally scored two oh. power play goals, and then it's ruined because of the shorthanded goal. Like so, f- still fuck the power play, even when they get 
two power play goals, it still sucks. Yeah, like the Sens go two for two in the power play after going oh for their last twelve. At least twelve. And then just completely ruin all of it. I don't think um, after those two goals, I don't think they got another decent scoring chance on the rest of the power plays. Yeah, and the and the like, PK even. The PK was only three for five. Yeesh. We are on pace to have like the worst penalty kill in franchise history or like second worst or something. Uh, someone pointed that out to me in chat a few games ago and it hasn't gotten better than since then. I'm pretty sure it's gotten worse. That's that enough. That alone is already like fireable offense regardless of our record. God, that's that's horrifying. Yeah. How, how can you have a worse penalty kill? Than the 1992, 93, 94, 95 Senators. How? The the seasons where they were winning like eight games in the whole year. And your penalty kill is just as bad, if not worse. Pathetic. To have, to have a worse PK than... Like, te- like you said, teams that were that awful in the dead puck era? Yeah. Like... I don't know. How do you even, like, how do you even analyze this team at this point? Just, I'm glad that we're doing this game together so we can just uh, bounce off each other. Otherwise, it's like, fuck. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't handle another uh, game over episode like I had with the, with with the Panthers at five, nothing, 170 ish penalty minute game. I'm glad that we, I at least have the the Jacob Chicken returning to Arizona storyline for the next game because oh there you go uh, because that's all that's all that we're gonna have to talk about because the Sens are gonna lay another stinker. Um, hopefully they don't get embarrassed too bad in Chicken's return because he wanted out of there and the Coyotes are already a better team than us less than a year later. This uh yeah it's. The, okay, let me let me rephrase from what I said earlier. I said, "Rock bottom is Habs fans feeling sorry for you." Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Where Rock you're going. bottom is Arizona Coyotes fans going, "Look how bad that franchise is." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was seeing at least one Coyotes fan on Twitter just straight up like chirping the sense, and it's like. If you let the Coyotes have chirping ammo against you, you're fucked. That's going to be rock bottom. We are... Um, we are that, next what, what to day, rock what, bottom. What day is that game? Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday, I think. Tuesday, okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Let me double check. Yeah, Tuesday. Okay, so we are... We are two days away from actual rock bottom you know you know the spongebob episode where he gets on off of the wrong bus stop and he ends up at rock bottom we're on the bus we're on the bus right now (laughs) on the bus and then when we lose that game to the coyotes that's where we get off at rock bottom is that where everyone talks like like a fart noise i don't remember (laughs) i don't i don't remember in that much detail if there's if be. there's that if there is that detail then we could there's like fart noise jokes to be made about the sends but I'll I'll leave it just in case I'm mixing up the SpongeBob references. Mhm. Wow. Well, I'm going to have lots of fun covering that game on Tuesday. 
hopefully it's at least close and not a blowout so I can try to pull some positives out of it. But if we don't win, that's going to be very hard. I'll put it that way. I'm at the point now where the sentence when I go, okay, well, they're going to hurt me in a few days. So, like, who cares? <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. I can't even enjoy, like, I, I, I don't even think I'm going to be able to fully enjoy any wins. Um, exactly. It's, it's, we're so far below 500 at this point that it's like, oh, yay, we win a couple. We're still down by three, you know, in the, in the, in terms of our record, still like three losses below. So. The, you know what's going to happen is whoever's in that Forsberg or Corpus Allo is going to have like one of their best games of the season, and the Sens are going to get fucking goalied by Connor Ingram. Oh yeah, because dude beast is this on year. a tear. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! So the Sens are going to get shut out. It's going to be a one nothing win for Arizona. Uh, Sens are going to be uh, the Sens are going to have like both. The Sens are going to have like forty shots. It's going to be a shutout. Uh, Corpus Allo or Forsberg is going to allow like one goal on 27, 28 shots. And we're going to have to try and pull out any like It's going to be more of the same. Well, they played really well. Well, they're not winning. Mm -hmm. Like, who cares? And then, and then after they play really well and get goalied, they're going to lose 6 nothing to Colorado. Just, I just, I, I'm, I can, I, I can see it. I can see this week. Um, Last uh, year's by game. The way, Last year's game in Colorado was seven nothing for the Avs. Might be worse this year, to be honest. But go ahead. What were you gonna say? Yeah, um, Louis, who is in the chat, Louis of uh, Zoobcast fame, is uh, is gonna be on Game Over on uh, on Thursday night after that. Colorado. And you know what's worse is because it's in Colorado. Oh, I guess same thing with with the Coyotes game. We're both staying up late. These I go to the 9, nine p.m. PM. Eastern. Yeah, is yours nine p.m. as well? 9 p.m. So, uh, Louis, you'll uh, have someone to suffer to with you until uh, at least fucking early in the morning for this stupid show, buddy. And I said, I don't say stupid show because this show is stupid. I say this stupid show because of what we have to talk about. Because we're covering this, a stupid team. This, this stupid team. Mm -hmm. This stupid team that hurts me every time I watch them. Yep. Um, you're doing. You're doing Coyote solo, eh? I'm yeah, just saying. Fuck it, doing it solo. Oh, I'll try to so analyze Jacob Chikrin. You know. Okay, that's that's good because I I'm finding it so much more difficult to try and get guests. Like I feel guilty. Like, hey, can you dedicate a night of your life to being on this show with me and watching this dog shit hockey? Yeah, exactly. It's tough. It's I tough. was kind of like procrastinating on booking a bunch of guests early in the season, and now that I haven't, I'm like. I feel bad asking anyone to come on with me because who the hell even wants to watch the games in the first place, much less uh, spend even more time to talk about it. Yeah, I've got I've got some uh, some guest book that I'm genuinely very excited for. Yeah, there's still going to be good stuff coming up. Oh yeah, like like we've got we've got there's there's, there's a show that we're both on with with a guest that I'm really looking forward to mm -hmm. um, later on. Um, but like, you know, just as far as like. Just in general, yeah, having a tough time uh, feeling like I want to convince people to watch this team. Mm -hmm. So it, it just it just extends to the uh, general lack of enthusiasm in the fan base at this point. A lot of people are just already not even watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm and like you said at the top of the show, I, I'm with you. If if it weren't for if it weren't for game over, I just like I've already I've already skipped. Like I I probably shouldn't like admit this. But I've already skipped a handful of games that you did. Like, yeah. 
Like I, I, I try to tune in as much as I can just because I do want to stay up on everything. But there's a there's been a few nights where I'm like, I can't handle like if it's if it's if you're doing game over on like a Saturday night, I'm like, I would much rather just hang out with some friends instead. Or like, you know, even if I don't have that excuse, I'm like, it's Tuesday night. I just want to watch a movie and not think about <laughs> the hockey at all. Exactly. So there there Totally are a handful get in it. that. And unfortunately, one of those games I skipped was Seattle, which would have been a good one to watch, but Mm um and the worst part can't is handle it. worst part is through this whole rebuild, unless I was busy, I I was watching. When we were so totally dog shit, I was Oh still yeah. watching because you don't Yeah. expect the team to win, but then if they do or at least make it close, it's funny, right? Like, we'll score some goals against the Leafs and it'll be funny. Now it's just Yeah. when you have expectations and they're ruined this quickly, it's like, how do you stay invested? Like, at least previously, it's like, okay, we have these young rookies coming up. Like, we were horrible in the Canadian division season, but at least we had Stutzla as a rookie who was entertaining to watch. And uh, Norris was also, that was his rookie season, I believe. So uh, a few guys, it was fun to watch. Now we just have these guys, same guys who have been here for a few years now, and it's not getting better. We're just as bad on the ice somehow. So Yeah, and, and another thing nothing with watching to look forward a team in to. a rebuild, you can watch for like a couple of players, right? Like Yeah, I exactly. what I loved during a rebuild was like, oh, this player who I didn't expect that much out of had a really good couple of games. Mm And hmm it kind of gives you hope. Like not in like a standings, like like standings are gonna look good kind of way, but just like in a like it, you can it's so much easier to be invested in in specific players watching a rebuild when the teams play doesn't really matter. Um Like, I would just watch specifically to be, like,
those teams did well consistently, not not consistently in like a season to season thing, but like consistently within that season. Like they never really looked horrible for like a stretch of 10 games or anything. And so, I'm just so confused by how like those teams looked good. My theory here is okay. 2012, Paul McLean's first year as coach, and 2017, Guy Boucher's first year as coach. Get a new coach. That's it, right? Like, it comes. It all comes back to that. Obviously, those coaches uh, fell off after their their one year wonder moments, but at least yeah. they were able to have one good McLean year. Won, McLean won the Jack Adams. Like. Yeah. Actually, McLean had two good years. At least uh, in that, yeah, with the Jack Adams in the second year. Yeah. Those were both the first season under a new coach. Was, here was we the are Jack with the Adams same year, coach the, for, for six uh, years. Lockout shortened season? Yes, yes. Craig Anderson should have won the Jack Adams. But, <laughs> yeah, um, the Vezina. No, no, no. Like Craig Anderson won him the Jack Adams. Oh, <laughs> like, yes, yes. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Even though he didn't play. I mean, he would have won the Vezina if he hadn't like missed whatever it was, like 15 mm-hmm. games or something like that. Because he yeah. was injured for a bit there. Um, That was a weird, completely unrelated to anything. Wasn't that like three seasons in a row where the NHL record for save percentage was like broken? Because I think it went Tim Thomas, then the next year Craig Anderson broke it, and then the next year Brian Elliott broke it with the Blues. Oh, Brian Elliott, yeah. That yeah. was a weird stretch. Also, underrated like struggling goalie for struggling goalie trade where they both completely turned it around for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, that was like dead puck era 2.0. For a few years. Didn't last for yeah, too long. Yeah, it really was. Just just from like, after Crosby and Ovechkin's first few years where scoring was really high, and they had kind of settled in, uh, there was a dip there from like probably 2011 to uh, to like 2016 or so, and then you got Matthews and McDavid coming back in, and then uh, scoring went right back up. Yeah. And like, I love, I love a great goalie duel, but it's so much more fun when it's high scoring. So mm-hmm. I'm... I'm, I am loving as much as I hate watching the Sens. I am loving where the league is at in terms of just scoring. I guess like I love that like a decent goalie is a nine oh five instead of a decent goalie goalie being like a nine fifteen now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine oh five is like pretty good at this point. Like yeah, uh, p- playing fantasy hockey. If my goalies scrape nine hundred save percentage, I'm like yes, good job, guys. Where, <laughs> yeah. Whereas the last couple years, it was like if you got nine hundred, it was like oh, that's kind of disappointing. If they got like a flat nine hundred. Yeah, in our in our game over league uh, for this week, my goalies had a nine oh five, and I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Lauren had a nine oh seven. So. In that league, I had a eight sixty seven. This week, <laughs> did you did you finally drop uh finally drop Vanacek? Oh yeah, he's been gone for two weeks now. Okay, nice. got him. On, I I had him on both teams. Dropped him on both. So nice. Uh, Shesterkin is just not doing much better. Is the thing. Shesterkin, and then because Vanacek couldn't cut it as the second goalie, then I'm picking up random dudes off of waivers. I had Ivan Prospetov for two games. He had one good game, and then he got torched by the Jets and totally undid all of that goodwill. Jeez. Yeah, my goalies are... I did not draft any of them. I have uh, Verlamov, Ingram, and Lukanen. So... <laughs> when you don't have... When you're two months in and you don't have any of the goalies that you drafted at the start. <laughs> goalies are voodoo. Like, yep. 
awful. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, let's stop talking about goalies there because I don't want to. We'll save it for uh, we for could go on at some point. Yeah, but um, I I don't want to start the whole like systems versus goalie debate because that's been hot on Twitter the last couple yeah, games. We can save that for another episode because I'm sure that yeah. debate is going to continue to rage on. For sure, for sure. Uh yeah, just before we go, I'll read one more chat comment. Uh newbie sports saying unrelated but got to get some positive vibes. This is a tough season to go through, but I do appreciate you both for hosting this little space to talk about all that's gone on. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in as much as you can. We really appreciate it. Uh as long as there's still a few of you tuning in, we're we're going to keep doing it and it's despite the tough vibes for this team, it's still fun to come on here and talk about it even even when it's just ranting. It it's it really is great seeing like um a consistent like a uh, few like familiar names in the chat like every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's it's really nice to see this like little bit of a uh, like a game over Ottawa community that that uh that SDPN has been able to build. Um, yeah. On that note, like this is this is a bad time to ask for this because like who the f- fuck wants to deal with this but if if you're enjoying the show um and you know sense fans who are looking for a place to talk about things because like the beauty of having a live show is a lot of interaction with the chat and we get to all talk about this kind of stuff um if you got any sense fans friends who are looking for for something to do after games shoot a link over to them you know like uh let them know that uh there's a place that you can come for We'll call it group therapy following yeah, Sens games. It's turning into therapy sessions for it's, sure. It it really is. And, and and you know what? Like I like I've been complaining a lot about these shows after after games, but like you're the, the whole therapy aspect of it. It it, it is kind of nice to be able to like actually blow off steam mm-hmm. and uh and rant about this um to uh to an actual audience. So you know, my girlfriend doesn't have to be the one to listen to it every time. <laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> it's a nice break for her, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I said this earlier, but uh, like I said, kind of glad I'm not going to the game against Pittsburgh anymore. And at least instead of just having the long exit from the parking lot and drive home, and then just coming home and being pissed off, at least I can just come on here as soon as the final buzzer ends and, and scream and rage for thirty minutes, and then and then crack open a nice cold beer after that, and then and then chill out. Yeah, and at the very least, when that's over, the next day is Christmas Eve. We're just we're just chilling. Yeah. Um, this team sure needs a break. The fans need a break. We could Christmas break. Everyone is like looking forward to it at this point because it's like, oh, we're playing more frequently now. Oh, we we were tired of all the breaks between games. Now it's like, you want this every night? You get this every second night? Just no thanks. Awful. That's the worst thing too. Is that it's 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 Christmas Eve. It's genuine. It's my favorite time of year. I am yeah. a Christmas geek. I love. I mean, look at my, look at my. I mean, I got, I got my. Hold on, let me move my mic up for people watching. I got, I got my Snoopy. Oh no, people can't see it on the stream, but I have a pillow with Snoopy in the. I can move from, you over from, a little bit. We can see Snoopy and, on the table. There's the oh, yeah, pillow. I got, I got Snoopy here, but the pillow, the uh, Christmas. I got the I got pillow on the screen. Yeah, I got there you. you. Go. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, love it. it. It's the double, uh, the peanuts, whatever, because this is Snoopy dressed up as the. Uh, uh, World War One flying ace, the from Red Baron, the right? Great Pumpkin, but yeah. um, no, I'm a I'm a Christmas nut. It's my favorite time of year. Absolutely love Christmas. 
This team is ruining my Christmas spirit. They got ruining me, like, Christmas. The, the Sens yeah. stole Christmas this year. Sens are basically the Grinch, and Literally. I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Sens fans getting lumps of coal in their stockings this season. I hope the players do too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, you know what's gonna be even like I and I okay before we go this yeah. is a terrible thought because this is what like this is what angry sports fans do and it drives me nuts every time like listen these guys the guys on on the, on your favorite hockey team are like they're human beings right and whatever but like I can already tell we've we've been criticizing the the effort level of this team for a while. Twitter is going to be a shit show when the Sens lose. Okay, how many games are there before? Before uh, Christmas? Let me see here. There's Christmas and then, but no, it's um the All-Star break at the beginning of February. So there's oh, what? God. One, two, three, four. Uh, no, I count as a night. Three, four, five, six. And then there's 15 games. and So 21 games between now and the All-Star break. So when the Sens go on to win, we'll be optimistic and say nine of their next 21 games and the team continues to play like shit when all the players are posting photos on Instagram of their vacation in wherever. Can you imagine the comments? People are going to be like, why aren't you skating? Why aren't you practicing? Yeah. It's gonna be a whole new level. I am look, and, and I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm looking like six weeks in advance at like a period that's gonna be awful. But I'm already dreading the like online because like if people are this mad right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's they're gonna find most likely gonna get worse. About. Yeah, yeah. Instagram is a cesspool, though. I don't. If I was an athlete, I wouldn't allow public comments on anything. Just. People can fuck off and and wouldn't I, I would have, wouldn't have DMs burners, open. I'll be, honestly, yeah, I couldn't handle. I couldn't handle it. People are gross. Like, oh yeah, the the comments on yeah, it's a lot crazy. of gross and, things on hockey Twitter in the last couple of weeks. I'll put it oh, that yeah. way. That's for sure. Well, anyway, that's probably where where we'll leave it, eh? I'm surprised we got this much out of this episode. I'll be I'll be honest. I uh I thought this one was gonna be a struggle. Yeah. Uh therapeutic, I think. Just Yeah. I needed that. Yeah, just getting it all out there. Not even like because we didn't even talk about the game that much. It's more just like the overall situation surrounding the team, right? Just everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just everything. And it's, it's never... a shame that we had to use up one of our shows with two of us. Yeah. On this oh. game. When's, uh, when's our next one? When's our next? I don't one? even let's, know. Let's... I don't even know when we have another one. Might be that one in January that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, we do have one in January with with the guest. Uh, we'll see if we end up doing another one before then. But I feel, uh, I feel like we might. <laughs> the way we, things we are going. might, but there's also a handful of like four games between now and then are Canadian teams. So the four Canadian them, road trip. Yeah. So we don't have as many like opportunities for it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'll be fun to do some more crossover episodes, although I'm just sad that I can't chirp at all anymore. Like, oh yeah, there's zero chirping to be had. The next, the next one is uh, I'm doing, I'm doing the next Leafs game, so that's gonna be uh, 
I, I am Next dreading going on the uh, the streams with the Habs because we should oh, be better yeah. than them. Should be better than them, and we're not. And we're just gonna get fucking roasted in the chat. Like Habs fans are ruthless. So if I'm on a show with Mark, I'm just gonna shut them all up and have them roasting something else when I convince Mark to say openly how much more he likes Ottawa Putin than than Montreal yeah. Putin. And then yeah, the Habs fans are gonna have something more important to be to be complaining about. So. Mm-hmm. That's my. That's my. Uh, we'll see if 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 we're on the sh- if we're on the show with Andrew, then we're completely different strategy. We'll have to figure out. But if Mark is on the show with either one of us, we at least have that avenue to to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, plenty more fun streams coming up, even if the games might not end up being so fun. They'll have to win sometimes. It's not going to be totally like absent of wins, but. I think for a while right. it might be. I don't really think this team is going to win any of the next three games before the Christmas break. Uh, not optimistic. I'm going to keep betting against them. Yeah. Um, no way they beat Carlson in the first two games against them, right? So the pain, no. there's, they're not going to win against the Penguins again. So. Mm-hmm. And we suck Carlson's at home. Score, we can't even, can't even win on home ice. Carlson's going to score a hat trick mm-hmm. mm-hmm. on the 23rd in Ottawa. Ugh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. everyone subscribe to STPN on YouTube if you have not already subscribed. Uh, you can also follow Game Over NHL on the uh, Spotify or Apple podcast feeds or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you're on YouTube, leave a like if you enjoyed and be sure to share this around. If uh, like, you, like Charlie said earlier, if, if you have any sense fan friends uh, looking for some therapy sessions after the horrendous games, because we will be here to provide many more of those every single night yep yeah that'll do it uh have a good night everyone thanks for watching and listening